Good morning, St. James. My name's Chris and I will be doing the short talk for the Pentecost service. Before I start talking, I just want to say a little prayer. Um, obviously, it's been an unprecedented time with the pandemic and there's not anyone that hasn't been touched mentally, physically or spiritually. There's people still struggling and still ill and obviously in other countries things are still really bad. So I'd just like to start with a prayer. Father God, please comfort those who have had pain, sickness and loss in this pandemic. Please comfort those who have lost loved ones and sustain those who suffer lasting effects of illness. Please help us all to show love and compassion to all that we meet. As we return, at least in this country, to a new normal, please empower us through your Holy Spirit to send us out to spread, spread, spread your good news to all. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Saviour, protect and heal us and fill us with bravery and kindness in equal measure. Amen. So I look back over things that we've been talking about at church over the last few months and um, I'm sure other people will be with me when I say I really enjoyed the Lent booklet that we did together and that it was really, really helpful. Um, and one thing that it talked about in the Lent booklet was about journeys. And in the Bible, we have a lot of journeys. We hear about Mary's journey. She's pregnant on a donkey. As a midwife, I find that one really uncomfortable idea. Um, we see Jonah. Um, he's sent one way and he chooses to go another day, another way. And he ends up in the belly of a fish. Um, again, a story that teaches us so much. But in our booklet, The Journey Through Lent, recently, we learnt about the scallop shell. And here I've actually got my scallop shell, which I love and I have next to my bed. And we learnt, for anybody who didn't go through this, I'm just going to tell you what Ali taught us. Um, we learnt that the scallop shell has been used for years to symbolise the journey that each of us makes towards God. The lines travel towards the centre. And so God being our centre, we're travelling towards God, which is such a lovely, lovely picture of our journey. But if we take these lines as different people, as we move towards God, we also move closer to each other, which is such a lovely idea. Paul talks in Philippians uh, about everybody working to... Uh, towards God for God is working in you give you the desire and the power to do what he pleases do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you live clean innocent lives as children of God shining like bright lights lights in the world full of crooked and perverse people hold firmly to the word of life then on to Christ's return I will be proud I did not ring, run this race in vain and that my work is not useless, but I will rejoice even if I lose my life, pouring out like a liquid offering to God. Just like your faithful service is an offering to God and I want all of you to share that joy. 
So Paul encourages us to be brave enough to start and continue that journey and to be steadfast along the route. In lockdown, we learned that everybody has choices and with choices come consequences. So some people were not following restrictions that were advised by the medical people and, and that had consequences sometimes for more people than themselves. In the Christian journey, we know that as well, that God goes before us. And in Isaiah, Isaiah 43, 19, for I am about to do something new. See, it has already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness and I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. So on our journey, we're not alone. And God makes that pathway before us. So that's exciting. If you go to the wood and there's loads of brambles and you think I have to cut down that way through the brambles, that seems impossible really. You know, you haven't even got your machete or whatever with you. Um, but God, God has gone before us and he's actually prepared for that journey. So what is our journey? Our mission is our journey to some extent. And with God leading the way, I hope this makes you feel excited. On our shared journey, we all start in different places. As we move towards God, we also move towards each other as we demonstrated with the shell. God provides us with people along the way, people to nudge us, to nurture us, and to guide us on our travels. I just want to have just a few moments for you to reflect personally and think about people who have been part of our journey already and to thank God for them. In our Lent booklet, there was a quote from the writer M. Scott Peck, and the quote was, once we become aware that we are on a journey, that together we are all pilgrims, for the first time, we can actually cooperate consciously with God in this process. So now we're aware that we're on a journey we're looking to get our instructions from our leader. At St James, personally at this church, who are we? In Christ, we're all different, but we're all his loved ones. The church is not the building, but it's the body of people who come together here and during the pandemic, not necessarily here, come together in a in a wider sense on the internet and even in other people, other countries, missions that we support and, and St. James in the wider sense as we come together. When we say our church, we're saying our fellow pilgrims, the companions that we have on this journey. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, Paul says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ becomes a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. So this is our true gift from God. 
who has brought us back to himself through Jesus Christ. God has shared this task of reconciliation, of reuniting people to him, and we are his children. As we journey together, how can we show the value of other people's travels? How can we assist them in the early beginnings if they're just coming to know God? As a body of God's people, how can we do this? Nurture. Nurture, as we just remember the people who have nurtured us, as um, just to be kind, as Jesus shows kindness. Put effort into listening, come alongside new pilgrims and be humble to accept everyone as God accepts us. It can be hard on the road and sometimes it means sacrifice, trying to learn or understand a new language, sharing a new culture, taking time to understand a different practice or a different point of view. But in this, God has given us an opportunity to reflect his own character and to show this to other people. God has called us to embrace this new creation, not to produce guilt over the past, not to highlight insufficiency and not to make people feel inadequate, but to have a great opportunity, a great commission to throw off the old road and to embrace anew. No longer on this road must we carry the heavy load of old habits, of self-reliance. We are now free to conform, we, we are now free not to conform to selfish earthly norms. We can at last strive to see the world through God's eyes. He has indeed made us holy through Jesus Christ and set us aside. Hallelujah. <laughs> so how do we do this? Big question. God is a God of free will. So in John 6, 66 to 69. At this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. Then Jesus turned to the twelve and asked, are you going to leave? Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. We believe and we know you are the Holy One of God. All of our choices to decide to follow Jesus or not, on every journey, there is a chance to turn back. We do, if we, we do not believe in a God that forces us to journey with him. Deciding to keep going helps us to value what we are doing. Following Jesus is not a mundane habit. How far we go, how deep we go, and how much we gain in the process is up to us. On the journey, each step is precious. Each of us walk at a different pace and in a different way. We need to celebrate a choice of ways of walking and different ways of doing things. Each step prayerful, well-considered, rooted in biblical truth. Each move of our lives an instrument of worship to our generous, loving God. So what does the walking party look like? <laughs> 
the throwing off of our own shackles will look different for all of us. It could be that through the power of the Holy Spirit, as demonstrated here in our reading at Pentecost, in our private Pentecostal refilling with the Holy Spirit, that fear can turn into excitement. Don't worry what people think of you. This is absolutely unimportant. Don't be afraid of what you look like. Be excited that in God's eyes, you look like his child. It could be that hesitancy could become activity. God has given you gifts. They are good enough. Use them to serve him at church, in your workplace, in your family. Don't be afraid to use your gifts. Freedom. Let Jesus carry the weight. So on the journey, you have a friend, a powerful, well-connected friend, and he's willing to carry your burdens. Let him do so. God will bless each one of us in who we are. He made us that way. Through your individual gifts, he will bring joy to you and joy to others. So I want to encourage you now, thinking of what gifts you might have and what you might use, to use what you love, because that will come more naturally. If you're a film buff, arrange a film evening. If you love flowers, volunteer to arrange the flowers. You don't need to have done a course. If you sew or crochet, you can join us in crochet prayer on a Tuesday night with Vicar Ali. Um, or you can sew or you can make banners for church or for other people at church. If you love reading, volunteer to be a reader and share the word. If you love to be welcomed, come and welcome other people. That will develop relationship within the church. If you love coffee, share coffee with others. Come and help in the kitchen at the end of the service. The list of opportunities is endless. This journey is starting to become fun. As our band of travelling pilgrims, we really need to have honesty and we need to share with each other in an honest way. Along the journey, we will encounter trials. We may encounter disaster in our own lives. But we will be stronger as a band of pilgrims if we can have an environment where we can share that with our pilgrim brothers and sisters. If you are sad or suffer from mental illness, if you are depressed and you need help, God wants us to bravely share this too. Allow a brother or a sister on the pilgrimage to help you through this with Jesus Christ. As pilgrims, we are called to attract other pilgrims along the way. I've been reading the book in Lent. Um, it's called Living His Story by Hannah Steele. And it was recommended on um, Justin Welby's uh, Lent workshop. Um, our role as witnesses is often more akin to nudging people along the pathway rather than running and completing a, a sprint. Such nudging evangelism requires patience, perseverance and all the creative skills at our disposal. So if you've come across somebody and they are distressed, they probably don't want a Bible verse at that moment. Although you may feel it may encourage them, if they're not familiar with the Lord, it might not be helpful. Maybe they need a bed for the night. 
lend them some money, something practical that speaks about you having the same character as God. So um, just to see how we can help people, really. Now, at St. James, we heard the amazing story today of the Pentecost. And I, I think we're very, very blessed because we have our own Pentecost already, because we have so many languages, so many tongues, so many cultures. We are so diverse and exciting and colourful. And um, rather than blending down our unique gifts, the rich life and the, the faithful experiences that we already have, we don't want to make a soup. So although we want to be all together, I want to use the, um, uh, the, the example of food and rather a soup all sort of mushed in together in a bit of a bland colour. I think we need to be like a salad. And so we can bring our, um, our experiences from our culture. We can look at what has shaped us from the word in different countries and in different experiences, but we can bring that together and see what an exciting and colourful salad that would make. So each of us would be recognisable in its own, in our own richness and quality, but yet we would be celebrating a harmonious worship and pilgrimage towards God. So I hope you've enjoyed my talk today. Uh, it comes out of praying for you all very much to God to give us a direction as a family, a family of God. And as a family of God, we are on this journey together. So I'd like to end with uh, a Pentecost prayer. Father, in the same way that the flames of the Holy Spirit anointed those gathered in our story of Pentecost, anoint us here at St. James. Fill our bellies with your fire and your energy. Empower us to strive to understand those around us and celebrate the diversity that you planned. Fill us with kindness and compassion and a will to humble ourselves and to serve you. Let us speak of you daily and know your scripture to understand your character and your will. Let us endeavour to respond to you in a way that you would want us to. And let us share that with all those around us. Amen. Thank you for listening today. Uh, I'm just going to also say, can we continue to do the things we've been doing? So there's lots of things we've been doing. Um, we've been using the press particularly to, to pray for India. And obviously there's still great disaster there at the moment. So please continue that. There are other resources if you speak to the church leaders, other ways that we can pray for the rest of the world. And there are some really good books if you want to keep reading something alongside your Bible. Um, so it's been great fun doing this. Um, I'm, ha I'm really open to any uh, feedback or uh, any comments that would be really good. Have a great Pentecost. Thank you.